Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman and Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. It's getting to the time of year where we all need a little pep talk, whether it's because things aren't going your way or because this year has been especially challenging. This episode is all for you. We are going to share some of our favorite quotes to give you the boost you need. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle. This one comes from a top teacher. This top teacher says, helping new teachers. This is the first year where I am one of the teachers who has been there the longest. I am so excited to help out other teachers, especially new teachers. Lately, I have found that I start prioritizing them, which has me losing track of time and energy, causing myself to be behind on my own work. It's hard to say no sometimes, especially when someone needs help. You know, it's so funny because I think people who are incredibly passionate about the profession of education eventually get to this point where they really want to help other teachers, mm-hmm. right? Because they are just so excited about it. They feel really good in their like position as where they are as a teacher. And so they want to reach out and they want to be that like helping hand. And I also think it's kind of that balance of well, you know, I know I was in that position too at one point, and so I don't want that other person to kind of feel that way and right. go through some of those hardships that maybe I had gone through for so long. I'm going to say you have to prioritize yourself. I mean, there is no ands, ifs, or buts. It's kind of like Michelle loves to use this one a lot, but she talks about how it's the airplane mode. You know, if they tell you, hey, we're going down, you have to put the face mask face mask on yourself first before you start helping others. Because if you're feeling like you are barely just keeping your head above water, how are you going to be helpful to anyone else? Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is just putting those boundaries into place. And we've talked about that before, but it's okay to extend those boundaries to the people that you're helping. If you want to leave school by a certain time, make sure you communicate that with any new teachers on your Mm -hmm. team or maybe within, I know we always had like one person that also helped like upper elementary and one that was for primary. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know what those were called, but almost like a team lead, but for several grade levels, you have to communicate that with the other teachers that, hey, this is the time that I leave by. So if you need my help, here are the times you can reach me or here are the ways you can reach me. Maybe you want them to send you an email or even a text message, but they know that you're not going to get back to them right away. I feel like just putting those kind of guidelines or boundaries in place and making sure that you communicate them could definitely help with that prioritization. Because Bridget, you're exactly right. You have to put yourself first because you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. One situation that's kind of happening right now is, I mean, I've been teaching a really long time at this point. I'm on my, I said really long time. It's not that long. Some of y'all probably listening are like, come on, Bridget, give me a break. I'm in like (laughs) my 20 something year. Um, But I've been teaching 11 years at this point. And so at my new school, I find that I'm in my classroom, you know, I feel like the other teachers are all kind of huddled around. They're all doing all this other stuff, but then they're not getting things done. Do you know what I mean? And they wonder, like, why don't you come over and eat lunch with us? Like in the faculty room, I don't do faculty room. It just does not happen for me. (laughs) Um, And they almost tease me about it. But it's like, but I'm leaving at 345 and I'm not taking any work home and I'm doing a hell of a job in my classroom at the moment. So do you know what I mean? It's just... 
Yeah. It's very interesting. And I think it's worth noting, especially in your case, Bridget, that your coworkers are in a very different stage of life because they don't have families, whereas yes. you do. And, yes. and I think that plays a role as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I'm going to like it kind of intro and lead this episode, and then I'm going to let you kick off with the actual content. You do it, girl. Okay. So... I was the one that pitched this idea to Bridget because y'all know, hopefully by now, I love quotes and just little like reminders, like little sayings or phrases. And the inspiration from this episode actually came from back when I was in high school, I ran cross country and track. And before my meets, I would get super nervous. I would Google and find a quote or two that I would kind of recite to myself during or before the meet in order to get myself hyped up or just remind myself of what I needed to know. In fact, my favorite for cross country was, it's rude to count how many people you pass out loud. (laughs) And I would just tell myself that. Oh my gosh, people do that? Well, probably not, but okay, it was like that motivation. So when I would pass people, I would like kind of remind myself of that. But then as I got into teaching, I started keeping just little notes, whether they were related to teaching or not. A lot of them are just related to life in general and that whole like becoming the person you want to be. I would keep them in the notes app on my phone. And whenever I was feeling particularly down, I would open it up and read it and it would give me like new life and new excitement. And then even more recently than that, now that I'm competing in powerlifting with my last me, I actually created myself a notebook. And first of all, I covered the notebook in stickers from Etsy that are all like fitness powerlifting related. Most recently, I got one that says work hard in silence, let your success be your noise. And I just like little things like that. I love it. And inside of the notebook, I also have a few pages where I list out those phrases or quotes that just really resonate with me. So I thought it would be cool if we both shared reminders that have resonated with us kind of within teaching or just the sphere of what we do. And then hopefully they will resonate with you listening as well. Or if anything, they will inspire you to go out and find your own kind of quotes or phrases that will help resonate with you. So these are things that can help you overcome obstacles, whether that's trying to say no, almost like we were talking about with the TSH or putting yourself first, getting rid of that like self-doubt, making big decisions, ignoring the opinions of others, like any of those types of things. So we're each going to share our top three, starting with Bridget. Yeah, I may not be totally into quotes, but I do like the like woo-woo things. And I feel like sometimes <laughs> quotes that like jump out of you when you're going through a rough time, I feel like it's like a, it's like a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was totally game for this because I did have a few that I've been saving since I've been friends with Michelle. She's been kind of like <laughs> instilling this into me. Um, so my first quote that I have is, life isn't fair, fortune favors the bold. So this is a quote that I found on Instagram. (laughs) Yes, I find my quotes on Instagram. Um, And I have a I tend to have a habit that I keep some of these quotes that I find on Instagram so that I can look back on them at them later on. But this one really resonated to me for a couple of reasons. First, it was a reminder to me that good things will come um, will not just come your way automatically. Um, And I've always kind of been that person and I try not to be. And, you know, several years ago, I tried to like teach myself to not be this person, but I am 
sometimes uh, I like to think in my head or I think about it in my head saying, oh, man, you know, they just have all the good fortune. Like, they're just so lucky. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have to work hard for things. And I feel like I'm always working hard for things. I hate being that person, y'all. I really, really do. And so I almost have to snap myself out of it when I start to get that little voice in my head that's saying those things you know, to my, to me. Yeah. So, um, it's a good reminder for that. And then it's a reminder that you're kind of the one that's responsible to go after what you want from this life. Mm. And so I really need that for myself because sometimes I will, again, just like look at my life and say, well, why is it that I'm working so hard? And, you know, everybody else doesn't have to do that. But then again, you don't know what everybody else Mm -hmm. is doing behind the scenes. And Mm -hmm. I can't be that comparison person and I can't automatically make judgment on them, which is sometimes very, very challenging for me. Um, I also like that it kind of sends this message that when you're bold enough to stand up and to just really fight for what you want and believe in, then fortune is going to come to you. And then this is like that happiness, that wealth idea that will end up coming your way. And so it really instills to me like, hey, you're going through this because good things are going to come to you eventually Mm -hmm. at some point. You know, you have to go through the struggle. You have to have this turmoil in order for happiness to kind of be at the other side or at the other end of that rainbow. Yeah. The second reason that this resonated with me um, is because there's a second part to this quote. <laughs> so the second part to the quote, because it was like one of those carousels. You know what I yeah. mean, Michelle? Yeah. Like you read the first part and then you read the second part. So the second part said, stop scrolling on IG and start taking action towards your dreams. And this was just so important because I have a habit of like, <laughs> Sometimes scrolling on Instagram. Don't Guys, we don't. all? I know, I know. So I'm sitting here scrolling on Instagram and it's like I came over this quote and I'm like, oh, I need to put my phone away. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's a great little reminder that if I'm sitting there on Instagram and I'm just scrolling through things, then I'm not being bold. I'm not going after and working hard, going after what I want so that I can reap the reward later on in life. So I have a teaching connection to this, Um, but one of the things that I thought about for teaching is that we have to kind of be bold. We have to speak out and possibly cause others to not really like you in certain Mm. situations. Um, This tends to be a habit that I have because I have a little bit of a big mouth, especially when it comes to (laughs) meetings, because I'm not afraid to voice my opinion. Um, And I can admit sometimes when I'm wrong, sometimes, (laughs) but I will voice my opinion. But that's me being bold, because if I'm not speaking out, if I'm not kind of pushing back a little bit, then are we really ever going to see change? And so in teaching, you know, we have to voice ourselves. We have to, you know, go to those board meetings if we want to expect things to start to make, you know, to make this bigger difference in our education um, for our kids. So that's your teaching connection. And then we have a life connection. So the life connection is, is that this is a reminder that one, I need to stop comparing myself, going back to that, to others. And then two, to stop wasting the time that I have in order to be able to get things done. And not that we have to live in this idea of like this hustle mentality, because I, you know, we've talked about this a lot, where we don't have to have this, where we're always working, working, working. But at the same time, I'm not doing anything if I'm scrolling on IG and I'm not taking time to spend with my kids or I'm not, you know, creating some of those memorable moments for them and, you know, my own personal life later on. So it's about living in the moment versus, you know, constantly scrolling through 
Instagram. Yeah. I just want to throw out here that on the notes, Bridget had typed, stop wasting the time I have to get capital S asterisk and sign T done. (laughs) I know. But I love that you typed it like in code, even on the (laughs) notes and then still didn't say it. I'm like, it's interesting. But I did love your little tip of like keeping them on Instagram, because I think we do come across a lot of these reminders on Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's saving it to like the little, I don't know, flag thing on Instagram. I don't know what that's called. It's your like your saved folder. Yeah. Yeah. Or screenshotting it and then being able to like put it into a folder on your phone or even Mm -hmm. I love to go into the photos and you can search by screenshot and then it makes it really easy to find things that you've screenshotted. Okay. So my first reminder is choose easy and live hard or choose hard and live easy. This is kind of a variation of If you Google choose your hard, you'll find this like kind of paragraph and it talks about how everything in life is hard, but Mm -hmm. you get to choose your hard. So for example, like marriage is hard, (laughs) living with someone and trying to like compromise with them all the time. That is hard, but so is divorce. Like either option is difficult, but you get to choose the one that you want. Same thing for like living a healthy lifestyle. Yes, it's hard. It takes time. It takes dedication. But at the same time, being unhealthy also is hard. It presents its own challenges. So I like this version of that just because it's short and concise. And I use this reminder in moments when I don't want to do something, whether that's getting up early or I have to batch a bunch of work or doing a bunch of housework. I'll be honest, and I haven't told Bridget yet this morning, (laughs) I really did not want to get up and meet this morning. We had not met in about, what, three weeks? You know what? I was wondering, I was like, this girl's taking forever to get on. Like normally you start to get on about like 8.50. I can see your little icon pop up. And I was like, nope, she is still in bed. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I was not in bed. And for me, it's 7.50. And I just want to say- Yeah, I'm an hour earlier. Hold on, hold on. And we're we supposed we are supposed to meet at (laughs) eight o'clock Bridget's time. uh, Or no, I'm sorry, nine nine o'clock Bridget's time, eight o'clock my time. I started the Skype call with you at seven fifty eight, so I was still early, maybe just not as early as normal, (laughs) but. In the morning, I have to let Ember out and throw ball with her so that she doesn't come and bother me. I have to make the coffee. I have to feed her. All of that. All right. I'm wrong. And here's the part (laughs) that you don't even know. And this is the reason I was like, oh, I really don't want to get up and do this because I was at a concert last night. So (gasps) I'm like running on minimal sleep. What concert? Ed Sheeran. We'll talk after. It was phenomenal. And we ended up like basically front row. It was oh so good. Anyway. I had to tell myself, no, Michelle, like you need to still show up for the meeting. It's going to be hard. You're not going to enjoy getting up, but it's worth it because then next Sunday, which is actually the Sunday right before Halloween, you'll have the Sunday off and then you can enjoy it then. So it's all about choosing to do what's hard now because you know it's going to make your life easier later. And for me, I really like delayed gratification. I just, I love having something to work for and having that like prize at the end. Mm -hmm. So here's how this connects to teaching. 
it's all about putting in work now in order to make your life easier later. So that includes like getting planned far ahead or not letting your grades pile up or choosing to get an advanced degree. So going after a master's or a PhD or whatever it is that you you know, want for yourself. But by putting in the work now, it makes your life easier later on. Like with an advanced degree, your pay is going to go up. You might be able to get better opportunities. And then for a life connection, to me, this is all about like healthy eating and working out. I don't always love it. It is hard, but I know it's the best choice because it's ultimately going to get me to my goals versus if I don't do those things. And then it's hard because I'm not going to end up achieving the things I want to achieve. And I also think it's great reminder for like saving money. Like you, it's, Bridget, you've brought up this before. Mm-hmm. It's like the live the way no one else will so that you can live the way no one else can. Is Dave that Ramsey. Dave Ramsey? Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I thought. We went through a Dave Ramsey program back in Alabama. So we did all his classes and we don't have credit cards. We yeah. don't have any, which is yeah. a great feeling. And that's how I am too. I, I have two credit cards, but what I do is I just use them to build up points and right. you know get rewards, but I pay them off in full every single month. And that was something my parents had instilled in me. And you know, it's all about putting in the work now to make it easier later. Mm -hmm. So we are going to take a break and we would love for you all to listen, you know, to our little ad because we've got some good stuff coming up, you know, a little delayed gratification. I tried to make that connect. I don't think it worked, but let's take a break. And then when we come come back, Bridget will share her second reminder. Y'all, it's November, and if you've been around long enough, you already know what that means. November means new planner launch. Our 2023 digital teacher planners that run from January to December are now available. Yes, they are. We have both tablet and Google Slides versions available in our store at teachingonthedouble.com slash store right now. Plus, you can still grab our planner inserts and digital stickers that can be used in any digital planner while you're there. If you're ready to start the year organized and planned, head over to teachingonthedouble.com slash store and grab your digital planning resources today. All right. So my second reminder It's going to be a quote that I have saved for quite some time. I actually took a picture of it and I'll tell you where I got it from after I read it. But I love the word choice. It is a word that is in my classroom. I like using it with my kids. I like using it with my students. And this one says, you can't make someone else's choices. You shouldn't let someone else make yours. Mm. So Wednesday nights in my house are sushi nights <laughs> so because sushi is 20% off <laughs> at our little <laughs> local sushi place. It is the only time that we allow ourselves to buy sushi. And so I told you guys at the beginning that I'm definitely this woo-woo person, right? I, I kind of look at the fortune cookies and I take it very seriously. <laughs> so... I always will pick out my cookie first because that to me is like, okay, this was like the one that I was meant to pick out. Um, And this one really was one of my fortune cookies that I had gotten like several years ago, Michelle, and I still have it saved in my phone, which is wild. (laughs) Um, But it to me, because it has the word choices, it's a great reminder that if you're someone like me who makes choices based on others rather than for yourself um, Mm. to stop doing that, 
right? Mm -hmm. We all have the ability to make our own choices, but the reasons behind the choices that we make are just as important as what we decide to do in the very end. So I love this quote and I will typically use this, especially when it's like, I feel as though I'm making decisions based on everybody else around me versus making sure that I'm focusing on myself. Going back to our TSH, I have to give myself oxygen before I can do anything for anyone else. Mm -hmm. So here's a teaching connection. The people around you in your schools cannot dictate how you run your classroom, just like you cannot dictate how they run their classroom. And I'm speaking mostly about teachers, right? Like administration, I get it's going to be a little bit different. They're going to come into your room and be like, where is your essential question? (laughs) Where are your, you know, your little anchor charts and why aren't those put up? And that too can be frustrating. But sometimes I would just go ahead and put those up, hang them up and then be like, yep, they're done. (laughs) And I would just not even do anything with them. Um, especially if it's not part of your teaching style. Um, But it's easier to focus like on your own choices that you can make as a teacher rather than trying to do decisions for everyone else, right? So I think it's just a reminder that we all have to have. Um, As a life connection, other people's influence uh, should not cause you to make a choice for the reason of appeasing them or because this is what they want you to do. You make your choices based on the outcome that you want for yourself, no one else. I really like that one. And I have to remind myself of that a lot as well, Mm -hmm. because I am easily, yes, I was Mm going to say, I want to make everyone happy and I need to stop doing that because all I'm doing is sacrificing my own happiness for that. Yes, yes. So my second reminder, (laughs) this one is one where you hear it and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) But I'll explain it. The elephant keeps walking as the dogs keep barking. Now, this is kind of an excerpt from like a longer quote, but essentially what that means is it's almost like the elephant is the bigger person. But if you think about it, if an elephant is walking down the road and all these dogs start coming up and barking behind them, and I think about Ember because she's a healer and that's what they like literally nip at the heels of cattle. But if those dogs are barking, the elephant does not care. The elephant is just going to keep doing its thing. It's going to ignore the barking dogs. Mm -hmm. And so I use this reminder when I need to focus on ignoring the opinions of others, whether that's people that are overly critical of what I'm doing, people that are just trying to bring me down, et cetera. And I have to kind of remind myself, and this goes back to Bridget's, it is not in my power to make the dob the the dobs. Oh my goodness, the dogs stop Words are hard barking. This Words are so hard. <laughs> it is not in my power to control what they are doing. I can't make the dogs stop barking, but it is in my power to tune them out or to choose not to listen to them. And so it's that whole like controlling yourself versus trying to be in control of others. And then this is something that kind of goes with that that I have to remind myself of. If this person would not come to my funeral, I I, totally morbid. I know. Just go with me. I am not going to care about their opinion of me because that means they don't really know me. They're not overly close to me. So why should I care what they think of me? Because they don't even actually know me. So here's a teaching connection. I think this is important when it comes to like gossip from coworkers, because we all know that happens Mm -hmm. quite frequently. But also if you're getting like pushback from parents and When I say pushback from parents, sometimes it is warranted and it it is something you need to reflect on. But we all know there also have been parents that will criticize anything and everything you do inside of your classroom, no matter what. Mm -hmm. 
I also think this is relevant with like social media drama and there is so much within the teaching community. I don't even want to go into it, but it's out there. However, I've come to realize that exists in all the little like niche areas within social media. So it's not just teaching. Yes. But I also think it's important if there's any criticism of your decisions. So whether you're leaving your grade level or your school or your district or leaving teaching altogether to pursue something else, or maybe you're pursuing something still within education, but in a different realm, you will most likely get pushback from people. So I think this is a great reminder for that. And then for life, it's that same like criticism from family and friends, criticism of your decisions. You just have to remind yourself like the elephant's going to keep walking. Even if the dogs are barking, it doesn't matter. I love that your quotes uh, don't really make sense until you explain them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I like those. I like those kinds. Those are your favorite. And I just stay away from them because my brain does not function (laughs) with them. (laughs) So um, my quote is a Thomas Edison quote uh, for my last one. And this one reads, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. I cannot tell you how many times I have to say Mm -hmm. this quote to myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When things are hard, it is so easy to give up and to quit. But if everyone who has ever made just a great impact in society quit when things got really challenging, we would not be here today, right? Um, This quote is especially significant for me because I when you find yourself in like that breaking point, which I often do, (laughs) I will find myself in these like breaking points. I feel like it's going to be that reminder that, you know what, but I don't really know how close I am. And I always, I'm going to relate this to reading. So Michelle, stick with me. Everyone else, if you're not a reading teacher, I apologize. (laughs) So you got to think about plot, okay? And a story plot line. And we know that the greatest impact, the greatest struggle that a character is going to uh, feel is going to be at the climax of the Mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Well, when you think about where that climax is in relation to the length of the story, it's always towards the very end, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're reading so much of the story and all of that is going to be the exposition, the rising action, like all of those elements. The climax is towards the very end. Well, if that character didn't go through that climax at the very end, if they just gave up and quit, we would have no ending, right? But they're so close, right? We all know it because we're sitting there looking at the pages of the book and we're like, oh my gosh, we have like five chapters left and now we're like getting to the hard part. Yeah. I almost relate that to our life too, right? Like Mm -hmm. our climax, the points where we want to just give up and quit is so close to the resolution. And it's because it's the hardest point that we're going through. And so this is just that beautiful reminder of, but you're almost there. Just keep pushing because it's going to be right there, right when you get past it. So... Um, my teaching connection for this is going to be challenging students. Um, we all know that we have kind of those moments where it's like, I give up, I can't do this. I don't want to, I can't work with this child anymore. Like it's a struggle. It's not to say that we don't love the kid, right? I have a few in my head that I'm like, I love (laughs) you, but you're sending me to a breaking point. Like I'm Mm -hmm. getting to this point in my, like in my day where it's like, I want to give up and just go home. 
And it's really sad that we have to think that way. But let's just be honest. We've all experienced it. Yep. It's inevitable, right? Kids are not all built the same. They're not all going to function the same. And you're going to have some that are just a little bit more of a struggle. And so this is that reminder of don't give up because we all know that there's going to be that point in somewhere in the school year where hopefully we'll start to see things get a little bit better and it will get a little bit easier. Yep. Challenging administration, decision being um, decisions being made that make your life a lot harder, um, either by administration or by the district or by whatever it might be. All of these moments that are kind of challenging, those rough patches that we tend to go through, this is a beautiful quote to kind of hold dear to you so that way you can get to the other side. I also think of COVID. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like COVID about sent some teachers and they were like, I'm done. And so there were still some of those teachers and I think maybe this quote would have been that kind of piece of like, okay, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep pushing through because I know that after COVID there, things are going to get better. And we almost have to keep saying that to ourselves, like, okay, it's going to get better. And it has, when you really think about it each year, it has gotten a little bit better. Is it where we wanted it to be at the beginning? No, but it is getting a little bit better. Live connection, um, things just not going the right way, challenging tasks, family issues. It's just a nice little reminder to have um, when, you know, you just want to give up and you just want to kind of move on and just leave things off to the side and just find a different path. But we all know that those really hard things, when we get to that point where we can, you know, get past them, it's just such a beautiful reward and just so nice, you know. You feel successful. You feel proud of yourself at the very end of it. Yeah, I think that's a reminder all of us need because we, like you said, we all go through these really hard times. Yeah. And so knowing that it's like, it's going to get better. And it reminds me of that quote, like um, about, oh gosh, I don't know the actual quote, but something about in the end, it's all going to be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And it's that idea of like, okay, if you're still struggling, it's because you haven't, you know, you're still in that climax. Like you haven't gotten to the end. I did follow the plot connection, by the way. Fantastic. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) All right. So my last one, hmm. (gasps) you like this one, Bridget. Yeah. Well, I just, it's interesting. I, we, but I didn't even notice that I, um, never mind. Go ahead and keep going. Oh, Okay. (laughs) I, I I was having a special moment right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, drink yep. some more coffee. Yep, um, I am. So here is my last one. This is a actual quote from Albert Einstein, or at least that's what the internet tells me. Who knows? Stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, when I tell this to myself, I don't always say stay away from negative people. I just tell myself negative people have a problem for every solution. And if anything, this podcast, it has taught us so much. In fact, we have an episode coming up where we're going to share like our biggest takeaways from this podcast in terms of how it has helped us in the productivity realm. But it has helped us realize that we are both very solution driven. And I'll be honest, I think if you look at highly successful people in all different areas, it's because they have a solution driven mindset. And I think a lot of people in today's society tend to be very negative, but they might not even come off as negative. It's more so they just focus on the problem. And when you're dealing with negative people, it doesn't matter how many solutions you offer. 
every time you offer one, they're going to come up with, well, that's not going to work. And here's why. And Bridget and I have kind of reflected and we have realized, A, we don't want to be those people, but B, it's so frustrating because I can't change their mindset. And it's hard when you feel like you you literally have a, you're like, do this, it will help, like, or at least try it and adapt it. But they just want no part of it. And again, it's that whole, we can control ourselves. We can't control them. You have to just let it go. And I know there are people that listen to our podcast and they probably hear our suggestions and they immediately think of all the reasons that they won't work instead of actually trying the ideas and trying them consistently. Cause that's a big key. You can't do it once or twice and expect things to automatically change. However, I will say we have so many people, hundreds of people that reach out to us and say, oh, I actually tried this and like it worked beautifully or I was able to adapt it to work for my needs. And it just goes to show you if you want it to work, you can find a way. But if you are convinced that it won't, then nothing is going to work for you. Now, obviously, you can't always stay away from these people. Instead, just think about it as not putting too much energy into it. If you're coming up with a solution for someone to help them and every time you say something, they're just telling you why it won't work, it's not worth your energy because you're not going to change their mind. So within teaching, this makes me think of those like super negative coworkers or even those negative students. I think we've all had those students where you're like trying to help them, but they're just convinced that they're not going to, you know, they're not going to do it. It's not going to be a good day, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's about then like kind of maybe finding other people who can also talk to this student and finding other resources, not so much just like giving up on them, but finding other ways to go about it. And then within life, we all have those like negative friends that we love dearly, but every time we talk to them, we're like, whew, that was exhausting. Um, (laughs) Those negative family members, like social media drama, whether it's like comments from strangers, I'll have things on, you know, Instagram that I suggest and then people will automatically tell me, they're like, oh, but this doesn't work for me and here's why. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. but you could try this. And it just goes on and on and it's just not worth your energy. So that is it. Those are six reminders for kind of overcoming obstacles, whether they're in your teacher life or your personal life or both. I think that was a really, really great quote to end the episode on. (laughs) And I feel like this is going to be an episode for everyone listening out there. Save it. You know, put it, keep it saved, download it on your phone, come back, listen to it, especially when you're feeling like things are just tough, you're feeling overwhelmed, you have a lot of anxiety. I think this is really going to help kind of work you past some of those, um, some of the issues that that we are feeling because we do feel them every once in a while. It's inevitable. Um, So a little reminder that we do have the 2023 planners officially out on our website, website. Wow, that that came out weird. (laughs) So (laughs) be sure to head over to uh, teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to check out the 2023 versions of our digital planners. We would also love for you to check out our TSH section section and submit your time sucking hurdle. We would love to know what is sucking up all your time currently right now. Um, If you have not already done so, please subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our new episodes. It comes out on Thursday mornings. And we would love that if you're listening on iTunes that you leave us a review. It really does help us get into the ears of so many other teachers. So until next time, 
be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.